I'm Doug Berry. I'm a husband and father, and I've been a Catholic all my life. I left my full-time job over 30 years ago to start a Catholic ministry focused on bringing the fullness of the Catholic faith to as many lives as possible. I've traveled all over the United States and internationally, and over the years of doing this work, I've found that what most people are looking for is true peace, strength, and courage to do what is right, and a genuine sense of purpose in their lives. And many are searching for the ways to attain these goals. I wanted to help. I want to help people find the answers to questions like, how do I live out my Catholic faith in these modern times? What does that look like? What are practical, actionable steps that we can take to not only deepen our relationship with God, but become stronger and more courageous and lead our families and friends in these same ways? And how do we do this spiritually and physically? How do we prepare for the battles and challenges that we face in this world, body, mind, and soul? Those challenges are real and intensifying every day. So after years of dedicating my life to this work and all the lessons learned, you'll see the incredible movement we've created today, the Battle Ready Coalition, a place where men, women, and families of all ages come for community, encouragement, actionable tips, practical advice, and inspiration, all in line with Catholic Church teaching. And we created this podcast to give you powerful ideas for the best steps that you can take in your faith and in your life so that you and your loved ones can keep moving forward. So whether you're already a prayer warrior, or maybe you're a new convert to the faith, or maybe you're a lifelong Catholic looking to achieve amazing goals in your personal and spiritual life, you are in the right place. So welcome, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to this podcast. I'm Doug Berry, as was mentioned in the open. I really appreciate you taking time to be with me. We're going to talk about something today that is not the most exciting thing, but is very, very necessary. We've got food shortages that are already unfolding. We've got more that are predicted to come. Not just food. There are also many other areas where we're finding supply chain problems, shortages, fuel is being talked about. That's happened in different parts of the world here in the U.S. where I am as well. We also are seeing baby formula. And think about this. We go to the grocery store. And by the way, we're getting very used to just seeing things empty on the shelves, aren't we, in grocery stores? We go through the grocery store and we, we see, oh, an empty shelf here, an empty section on a shelf here. This has been going on for months, over a year. And we're getting used to it. Doesn't mean we like it, but we're being told, well, it's transitory, you know, like, like the inflation, transitory. All oh, this is just temporary. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. And yet it continues to get worse. And the predictions and the conversations coming at us from those who are in the industry, food production industry, fuel, so forth, they're all telling us, yeah, this is, this is pretty serious. Fertilizer prices are up like crazy for farmers. We've got shortages in areas of like aluminum. Think about that, aluminum cans. We also have shortages in the area of neon. And what's the big deal about neon? Well, neon is a component that's used in the little electronic chips that are in a lot of the stuff that we use every day. So in these areas and more, food, fuel, fertilizer, aluminum, neon, and other areas, we're seeing this, this shortage. But back to the baby formula, you're seeing signs on shelves where they're saying you can only have two containers, four containers per person or per child. Now, this is pretty scary for a lot of people. There are some cases where you have extreme situations where a child needs a, a specific type of formula, a certain type of formula. And it's in very, very short supply. So we have these areas to seriously consider what is going on. Does it have to be this way? No. Look, we have a video I want you to go look at because we've got a lot of great B-roll images in it that really help show what this is looking like. Go to our BR Coalition YouTube channel 
and take a look at the video prepare for food shortages. We've got empty shelves already happening and it is most likely going to get worse. So what do we do? One of the things that I've never liked doing in my more than 30 years of traveling and speaking, evangelizing the Catholic faith all over the U.S. and other parts of the world, I've never wanted to just curse the, curse the darkness, basically, and just let it, let it sit there. That's it. Things are bad. Oh, well, good luck. That is not what I want to do ever. I want to encourage people always to understand that we're people of hope. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that God can do anything. He's not restrained. He's not restrained. There's nothing that God cannot handle. However, he does not force us to do anything. So when we hear people say, well, God is in control. He doesn't control us though. Everything is in his will, be it his positive will, which means he initiates or causes something, or his permissive will, which means he allows it. He allows evil to take place in the world. He doesn't cause it. He doesn't want it. But he allows us to choose to participate in evil. And we, unfortunately, do that every time we sin. So looking at it that way, that God is not in control, meaning he doesn't control us, but he allows us to decide what we're going to do. He's also allowing us to decide what we're going to do when we face a crisis. So we can call on God and he will be there for us. And oftentimes God works through ordinary means. Ordinary means. For example, one time I was driving halfway across the state to give a presentation, a talk at a, at a church, at a parish. And I got there and the priest came out to greet me. Hey, Father, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Doug? And as we're talking, I told him I had this terrible headache, horrible headache. And I was half joking, but somewhat serious when I said, Father, do you have any special prayers or blessings to help get rid of my headache? He put his head down and put his hand to his forehead for a moment, closed his eyes. And I thought, whoa, he's got something. He's going he's gonna to heal me of my headache. This is great. And he says, yes, Doug, it's coming to me. I was, what is it, Father? What is it? He says, the Lord is telling me to take an aspirin for you to go take an aspirin. Now, that, at that point, he says, God works through ordinary means. When you and I see that the clouds are filling in the sky, right? The, the sky is filling up with clouds. When we see this, when we hear the winds picking up and we sense a thunderstorm is coming, what do we do? We see lightning in the distance. We hear the rumble. We know it's coming our direction. We batten down the hatches. You know, we, we, we make sure we take care of what's out in the yard. We, we do the best we can. We close the windows. It's going to rain. You see things happening. For example, rain is coming. You close the windows, you don't sit back and say, I'm going to trust God that he's going to keep the rain out of my house. You close the window. That's God working through your brain. He works through the brain that he puts in our head. So when we listen to the gospels, for example, of, of Jesus telling us, let those who have ears to hear, hear and eyes to see, see, we could easily apply that in a situation like this. You have ears to hear that there are food shortages coming and, and unfolding right now and, and eyes to see that these food shortages are real. You're seeing the shelves bare. You're hearing the stories of fertilizer going up ex exceptionally high in price. You've probably heard this by now. I was just recently up in the state of Nebraska where I'm from and I spoke with a, a man up there who's a farmer and... He's telling me that the price of fertilizer for him and his family has gone from roughly $500 a ton to almost $1,800 a ton. These numbers, astronomical, are real. They're happening right now. So when people say, well, that's not going to affect us, that price will eventually trickle down to us. 
But it's not just the price, it's the shortages as well. The war in Ukraine right now has devastated the growing season in Russia and Ukraine. The sanctions and all that has been unleashed in that part of the world is affecting tremendously what's going on in other parts of the world because of how much food is produced in areas like Ukraine, Russia, wheat, for example, fuel, uh, fertilizer, uh, these types of items, elements that are dug out of the ground in other war, other parts of the world and then used in things such as aluminum cans, which we take for granted. So really, what do we do? Okay, we've established that we've got the problem out there. Let's, let's not just sit there and curse the darkness. The problem is there. What do we do? We need to act. We need to respond. And we're putting on a workshop. I'm not sure what time you're going to hear this podcast, but we have a workshop coming up May 17th and May 18th. We've had to add two more workshops because the response of people has been tremendous. You can go and check this out. More information is on the BR Coalition YouTube channel. Really want to direct you. BR Coalition YouTube channel. Go out there. Please subscribe to that channel. Share the information with others. Help people not only see what's going on, but help people take steps to be ready for what's coming and what is happening right now. Many people are still living in a normalcy bias world. They live with their head buried in the sand, their heads in a bubble. They don't take seriously what is happening. We have to respond. But part of that is sharing information with others and encouraging them to know. And we present everything through the lens, the eyes of the Catholic faith. We want people to understand that there is scripture, there is, there is teaching to the importance of preparing. Many people will sit back and say, we're just going to trust Jesus. And I've said this over and over in other podcasts, other videos. In the Old Testament, one of the best examples, well, there are several, but of course, well, you can count many, many examples. But let's look at two really powerful ones. One, there was a man named Noah. And God came to Noah and said, I have a project for you, Noah. I want you to build a big boat, an ark. It's going to take a long time to prepare. But physically, you have to prepare your ark. You have to prepare it because there is something coming naturally. Rain, water, flood. And I'm going to flood the earth and I want to spare you, your family, and some animals. But you've got to prepare. Now, God didn't provide the ark. Just drop it out of heaven and set it there. Noah had to build it. Ordinary means. We break that story down, meditate on that, think about that, read that, reread that. We tell that story to our kids all the time. We show them the nice pictures of the animals walking two by two into the ark. We, we love it. It's cute. Well, it's a story about, you know, an apocalyptic event and destroying everybody in the world. But still, we tell our kids the story. I always found that a little interesting. But the point is, it's a scriptural account of ordinary means that God tells someone to take, take these ordinary means and prepare for a crisis, a chastisement. Now, fast forward to another area of the Old Testament where we have Joseph, the Old Testament Joseph. And Joseph is, is able to read dreams, understand dreams. God gives him this great, beautiful gift, this, this gift from God. So he understands Pharaoh's dream about the seven fat cows, seven skinny cows, seven skinny cows eat the fat cows, and they still don't grow. This is a serious problem. Famine is coming to the land. And it's going to go on for seven years. There's more to the dream, of course, but seven years of famine. But there's going to be seven years of bountiful harvest before the famine. So what should we do? Well, Joseph says, we need to prepare. And Pharaoh says, you're in charge. You will be next to me in power in the land of Egypt. You will be as powerful as me, except you won't be me. That's what God did through Pharaoh's heart 
to elevate Joseph to this position. And for seven years, they prepared. They traveled around all the regions of Egypt and took measures of grain of all the other harvests. They put food back. They stored it, which also means that they would have had to create the areas to store the food, grain elevators, storage bins, you name it. They would have had to create these, build these to prepare to store the food. This is in the scriptures. You also fast forward to the New Testament where you talk, you, Jesus talks about the bridesmaids. Five are prepared, five are not. They have to go get extra oil. When they come back, the door is closed. We have all these accounts and more. We could go on about the importance of God saying you need to prepare. So we present these, these messages and these lessons and these, these talks, these podcasts, our videos through the, the lens of the Catholic faith. Look, a lot of people, as my friend Father Richard Heilman likes to say, they just want to go golfing and shopping. They just want to go golfing and shopping. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me about bad things. I, I don't care. I don't need this. Food shortages, water problems, clean water, drinking water, medical care, all right, shelter, self-defense. These are items we talk about all the time. We have a battle-ready emergency preparedness course. It's on our website, brcoalition.com. If you want to go to brcoalition.com, brcoalition.com, we have access to information and training, online monthly training, as well as a one-time course, the battle-ready emergency preparedness course, which we regularly will add to that course. You get all the additional information that comes out at no extra charge. This is where we are. We need to be awake and aware of what's going on. So with these food shortages, I really want to encourage you to go out to our BR Coalition YouTube channel. We got a free video out there. Just watch it. It's a great video. Go watch this video on food shortages, preparing for food shortages, and more information there on, on the workshop that we've got going on on May 17th and May 18th. The goal is to help you be better prepared. So when you go to the grocery store, right now even, right now, so as soon as you finish this podcast, you stop at the grocery store, you're going to buy two cans of tuna, buy four. You're going to buy a couple cans of soup, double that up as well. Get yourself some extra bottles of water, some cases of water, you know, get your medical supplies, you know, you know increase that a little bit as well. All these little areas that need to be looked at and addressed in order to be better prepared. But when food shortages and other areas like fuel and, and all these different things that are coming down the pike and they're already happening, we are unwise to ignore them and just think that someone's going to come flying in out of nowhere and save the day. We have to take control of the situation to the best of our ability in the ways that God gives us the authority to take control. I have control over what comes into my house. I have control over what I buy. I like the word, the term, excuse me, the term strategic purchases. We have to be strategic in our purchases. I like to know that God gives me that free will. It's on me to make that happen. And it's on you. So I encourage you, take these steps. They're important. And whatever you do, never lay your sword down on the battlefield and walk away. Be better prepared Pay attention to what's going on. Go on out to BR Coalition YouTube channel. Watch that video on food shortages. Get the information on signing up for May 17th, May 18th. Um, we may be adding more. We have a lot of people that are signing up a lot for these free webinars. And we want to help you take seriously what's going on. Be better prepared for what's going on. So I can't encourage you enough. Start right now. Look at growing gardens. Uh, if, you're not in, if you're not interested in growing gardens, get connected with people that are. You've got to build community. You've got to have access to food and water. And if the grocery stores don't have it, you have to figure out. We have to be figuring out how to sustain that situation, how to sustain the food situation. If we don't have access to the grocery stores, we've got to figure out another way. 
And storing up food is good. You could have that as a backup, but eventually that may run out. And depending on how, on how the situation looks, we don't know how long it's going to go on. We want to be prepared to sustain. Food comes from you know the ground. Grow it. Work with people who know how to grow it. Now, sadly, there are a lot of people who are not even close to making these decisions and getting started. There is no time to waste. And I don't want this to be a panic or an anxiety situation for you. That is not the goal at all. I am not a fan of over-dramatizing or being sensational. I don't want this to become something that is based on emotion and fear. That is not what should drive us. But there should be a healthy dose of, eh, let's call it healthy fear. The consequence of not sustaining food, water, and in, in these areas, if it runs out and we don't have access to it, we should be a little bit concerned of the consequence of that. Now, the good Christian out there, whatever your denomination, is going to say, well, I'm just going to trust that Jesus will take care of things. Remember the story, though, about the priest telling me to take an aspirin. God works through ordinary means. God could very easily say to all of us right now, you saw this coming. I made that abundantly clear. You saw this coming. Why did you not act upon it? Why did you not act upon it? Very much like the story of the man in the flood. Man's in his house. The waters are rising. He's praying, God, please take care of me. I know you'll save me. There he is in the house. The waters rise up to the first floor and a boat comes motoring down the way, comes up to his house. Sir, hop in the boat. We're going to take care of you. No, that's okay. God's, gonna, God's got me. He's going to save me. Okay, sir. Boat takes off. Waters keep rising. Man goes to the second floor. Another boat comes by. He's out the second floor window now. Hanging out the window and the boat pulls up. Sir, hop in. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. No, no, God's got this. God is in control. God's got this. He'll take care of me. Okay, sir. Boat takes off. Eventually, the waters rise. The man climbs on the roof. The waters are up to the roof. He's on top of the roof. A helicopter flies over, lowers a cable. Sir, we're going to save you. No, God's got this. He's in control. He'll take care of things. Okay, sir. Helicopter flies away. Waters rise up. Man drowns, man stands before God on his judgment day and says, Lord, why didn't you save me? And God says, I set you two boats and a helicopter. God is not going to control what you and I do. God allows us to choose whether or not we will act when we see right in front of us a problem, a crisis. If you're standing in front of someone and they swing their fist at you, they're going to punch you, they're going to attack you and assault you, you see it coming and you don't raise your arms to block it, you don't step back to get out of the way, you don't move to the side to avoid the punch, you stand there and take it, even though you could have moved, you could have blocked, you could have protected, whose fault is that? Look, it's important that we realize what's at stake here. And to a degree, it's really civilization. You take away food, you obstruct water, you obstruct the supply chain of the goods and services that we need. And I mean need. I'm not talking about the luxuries of big screen TVs and you know, a new iPhone. I'm talking about food and water and medical, transportation, basic things, aluminum for aluminum cans and other items that aluminum is used for or electronic components which are used in medical equipment there are many people who will say, well, if God strips, of, strips us of all of this, that's fine. We can go back to the pioneer days. You know, it'll be, it'll be great. No, it won't. 
It won't be great for a number of reasons. Number one, we're not trained up to understand how to live at a time like the pioneers did. That takes a lot of years of skill and passing on you know, techniques and, and abilities from loved ones, relatives, friends, and so forth. Many people have no clue how to even start a fire if they don't have a, a lighter or, or, or a match. We don't want to lose those, let alone a CPAP machine so you can sleep at night if you need a CPAP machine or you need to have refrigeration for medical um, you know, medicines and so forth, or just storing your food. We take for granted that a refrigerator a freezer has in it components that need aluminum, copper, neon for the chips and, and, and the wiring and so forth. We can't take this stuff lightly. So we have to pray, yes. We have to please, please pray. We have to elect good leaders. We have to do all we can to engage in our community, do everything possible to be active in our areas, our local communities, our, our local governments, and in, in, in all these areas that affect decisions and laws and rules and regulations that come down to impacting farmers and production and manufacturing and so forth. We have to be active in these things. We have to turn our hearts back to God first and foremost and turn from you know, sin, from, as Scripture says, if you turn from your wicked ways and turn your hearts to me, I will heal your land. But notice it begins with turning from your wicked ways and turning from sin, converting, in other words. That's first. Now, I'll be honest with you, I do not think we're going to get out of this without some sort of conflict. I hope and pray that that's not the case, but with the prophecies of, that we're getting from, from heaven and, and other areas, other signs of the times we're seeing, it looks like serious conflict, serious conflict, even potentially civil war level conflict. I hope not. I don't want that. I pray that doesn't happen. I need to go on record saying that, but it looks like we're going to be hit pretty hard with something. And maybe because, you know, simply put, because of prophecies that make it clear, God will allow this because we have turned our backs on him. But allowing famine and food shortages and chaos like that to happen could very easily come. God has done this sort of thing before, meaning he has allowed this sort of thing before. He has allowed us to wallow in our problems that we make for ourselves. So first and foremost, let's get our souls right with God. Let's work in that area, but let's also on a practical, natural, ordinary level, let's take the steps necessary to be better prepared with getting extra food, learning how to grow gardens, raise chickens, work with people who know how to do this if you don't. It's too easy for us just to think, I'm going to hop in the store, drive to the grocery store, pick up a few things, come home. Oh, forgot something. Got to go back to the grocery store. Oh, they don't have it. I'll go to a different grocery store. Sooner or later, we'll find it. We, we're, we're so used to that in parts of the world. Not every part of the world, but here in the West, we are. So again, go out to BR Coalition YouTube channel and check out that video and the other videos that we have out there. Make sure you subscribe. This channel is relatively new. Um, but we've got uh, several videos out there that talk about water and, and solar-powered uh, battery stations and just a number of different things, uh, defensive measures, different things that will help you be better prepared. Take it seriously now while you can. While we have the means, while we have the resources, I beg you, take it seriously. All right, that's it for now. Don't forget BR Coalition YouTube channel, brcoalition.com for our website. Much more information out there. You can get yourself loaded up with the different things that you need. Uh, we've got uh, free downloads you can get for um, beautiful, amazing survival, preparation, spiritual and physical. We need both. We need to build the temporal arc, 
the physical ark, and we need to build and prepare the spiritual ark as well. We have to be spiritually prepared, mentally sound, physically in shape. Uh, and yeah, we do talk about that. Exercise. Get some exercise in. Get your body healthy and strong. You don't know what's coming. Uh, actually, I think uh, some of us do have a good idea what's coming, and we want to be prepared for that. Whatever you do, do not lay your sword down on the battlefield and walk away. There is far, far too much at stake. And also remember that hope is found when you have a plan of action in the face of a crisis. God bless you and strengthen you in this fight. I look forward to seeing you and talking to you all again soon.